0: Welcome to the DKPittsburghSports.com podcast network. I am Dale Lally, the host of the Dale Lally Show here on the network. And uh, well, as I do every week, I'll kind of break down for you uh, some different things happening with the Steelers this week. Um, Give you a little different perspective on what's happening, why it's happening, all that good stuff. Uh, And of course, the hot topic this week has been the Steelers uh, visitations of Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert in particular, and a number of the uh, pro days uh, of the top quarterbacks available in this draft. They've already uh, gone and and met with and had dinner with uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, Malik Willis, uh, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. Next week, uh, Monday will be the, uh, the, the Sam Howell pro day down at North Carolina. Now, I don't know that Mike Tomlin will be, at that one because, uh, he is part of the NFL competition committee. The NFL will be holding its uh, annual spring meetings, uh, this weekend, uh, starting this weekend anyways, uh, and early next week in uh, West Palm beach. I'll be down there bringing you the coverage on DK sports.com. It's the only time in the off season that Mike Tomlin speaks to the media and, uh, we'll have a, a long, uh, sit down with him, um, Supposed to take place on Sunday. So we'll get to ask him a lot of the questions about what's going on and what's happened thus far in the offseason for the Steelers. We'll have some, uh, hopefully, some good answers, uh, but not a lot of people going down to that one uh, from Pittsburgh. So you can check us out right here on dkpittsburghsports.com. I will bring you all the news from that. But uh, the question that a lot of people have been asking is what's up with all the Steelers' uh, interest in these quarterbacks? Why are they going to all these pro days, uh, you know, if they sign Mitch Trubisky? I've even seen some of the talking heads out there in Pittsburgh throw out the idea, well, they must not like Mitch Trubisky very much if they're going to all these pro days. You've got to do your due diligence when you're talking about the quarterback position. You have to. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think the biggest one, and I brought this up, I wrote a a piece today on DKPittsburghSports.com about the quarterback position. Let's take a look, for example, at the 2014 draft. Now, some of you may remember it, some of you may not, but there was no clear-cut top quarterback in that draft. There was not a quarterback who was considered uh, the number 1 overall pick. There were some guys who people liked, but they weren't potential stars or anything like that. And so when the Jacksonville Jaguars took Blake Bortles, number three overall. There were a lot of people that were surprised by that because there was no consensus number one quarterback in that draft. And the Jaguars took Bortles at three. And then there wasn't another quarterback picked until 22 when Johnny Manziel went to Cleveland where quarterbacks have gone to die over the course of their life, uh, the last two generations. And then you started getting into the group, the group that actually turned into something. Because at pick 32, Teddy Bridgewater went to the Vikings. At 36, Derek Carr went to the Raiders. And at 62, Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Patriots. Five quarterbacks, three of them became starters, longtime starters in the NFL. One of them, Carr, is actually considered a, a borderline star quarterback. He's gotten a lot of, made a lot of money as has Garoppolo in his career, but, but, uh, cars, you know, cars been a guy who's made pro bowls and things of that nature. And those were the three quarterbacks that were taken at 32 between picks 32 and 62. And that folks is why you do your due diligence. If you're the Steelers on the quarterback draft class, You don't know what's going to happen in the draft. Somebody may fall in love with one of the quarterbacks in this draft and take him at number three overall, like the the Jaguars did with Blake Bortles. You just don't know. They may get into the second round, as would happen in this draft in particular. Jimmy Garoppolo was still available through the first 61 picks. And you're sitting there, and the Steelers have the 52nd pick in the draft in the second round. And they say, okay, well, one of these guys is still available and we'd like him. We like him enough to take him there. Maybe he becomes a longtime starter. Remember, the Patriots took Jimmy Garoppolo and still had Tom Brady on their roster in 2014. He was he was taken as the potential long term replacement down the road for Tom Brady, as we see now, eight years later, Tom Brady still playing. Jimmy Garoppolo had to move on. Uh, you know they had to ended up having to trade him but quarterbacks are tradable commodities. you could always get something for a quarterback especially you know Garoppolo got some opportunities to play uh with the with the uh, uh, Patriots and showed that he could play a little bit and then the 49ers made a deal for him but the top three quarterbacks in that draft weren't the guys taken at picks number three and 22, they were the guys taken at picks 32 and down. That can happen. That's allowed. You can look at this and you may find people that like, for example, Desmond Ritter better than Malik Willis or better than Kenny Pickett. You can find people that like Matt Corral better than those guys or even Sam Howell. So there's no such thing as a slam dunk when you're talking about the quarterback position. And you know, if you're talking about a second-round pick on one of those guys, then it makes perfect sense. And the Steelers don't have, right now as we talk, as we sit here, they don't know if Mitch Trubisky is a long-term answer for them at quarterback. He very well could be, but they don't know yet. That's the key. They don't know yet. If they knew Mitch Trubisky was their long-term starter, then yes, they're probably not in the quarterback market, but they don't know that yet. And so when you don't have a franchise quarterback in place, you're always looking for one, and you have to do your due diligence. That's why Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert are out having dinner with these guys. That's why they're at all these pro days. They want to make sure they do their due diligence on the quarterback position. Because if you look the very next year, in 2015, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota were slam dunk, number first and second pick. In the draft, there was arguments about which one would go first and which one would go second. Marcus Mariota just signed with his third NFL team after being a backup the last two seasons. Jameis Winston had to re-sign on a bargain deal with the New Orleans Saints after bombing out in Tampa Bay. It's all about perception, folks. Just because a quarterback is perceived to be a slam dunk doesn't mean that he is. Look at the 2016 draft. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz go one and two. Jared Goff's on his second team. Carson Wentz is on his third. That's how it goes. Sometimes you you do have to try it, you know, several times before you get that franchise-type quarterback. But just because somebody's overlooked or isn't, isn't viewed in that same light doesn't mean that they stink. It just means that... There's somebody out there that you know. Hey, it might be able take a little bit longer to, to to come along. There's all kinds of things that can happen there. It's just the way it goes. That same 2016 draft, after Carson, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz went one and two, Paxton Lynch went 26th. Christian Hackenberg went with the 51st pick overall. Jacoby Brissett, who was just signed by the Browns, went in the third round at pick 91. Cody Kessler, two picks after him, pick 93. Connor Cook, this was the second pick of the fourth round. And then with pick 37 in round four, the 135th pick overall, the Dallas Cowboys took Dak Prescott. That's why you go out to dinner with these guys. That's why you do your due diligence. At the quarterback position, because you just don't know how these things are going to work out. It's an inexact science and you can't measure what's in between a guy's ears and how quickly he processes things, how quickly he learns things. Exactly what kind of leader he'll be when he steps into the locker room. If they redrafted that 2016 draft right now, Dak Prescott's probably the number one overall pick. He went 135th overall that year. That's just the way it goes. I'm Dale Lally. I'm going to take a break. Come right back with more right after this. Welcome back to the Dale Lally show here at the DKPittsburghSports.com podcast network. I am Dale Lolly, your host. and uh, in my email today I got a little uh, note here from Oddschecker, which is a uh, gambling they keep track of all the gambling websites out there. And they're placing the over under on Steelers wins this year at seven and a half. That's tied with Chicago, the Giants. The commanders and saints at the bottom end of the uh, of the list here on NFL or for over, over under win totals in the NFL. A couple of those things are not like the others. Two of those teams are not like the others. That would be the Steelers and the Saints. These are two teams that have pretty consistently won games over the past oh I don't know decade or so. Saints had some down years, uh, but they've they've picked things back up a good defense somehow they're picked to win seven and a half games this year I i don't know about that but when i look at the steelers win total seven and a half i think that's too low i think i'd put it more closer to eight and a half that gets you that or are they going to win nine are they going to win eight that gets you into that range Because I I, I just look at the Bears, I don't see them as being. They're not a good football team, folks. They're just not a good football team. It's it's all Justin Fields, and there's a lot of hope. I don't understand how the Giants are at seven and a half in the win totals. The Giants haven't won eight games in forever, and they're suddenly now they're going to be a, a seven and a half eight win team. I don't. I just don't see it. I could see Washington getting there. I think they got a good defense quarterback situation remains in flux. We'll see what Carson Wentz uh, brings to the table there. I just don't think the Steelers belong in that conversation. Because when you look at the teams that are sitting there at the eight and a half win mark, or eight or better, it's the Raiders at eight wins. And then the Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles all come in at eight and a half. And I think the Steelers are much closer to that range for over-under than they are seven and a half wins. I'd go over the seven and a half wins. If you look at the Patriots roster, man for man, and line it up against the Steelers roster, the Steelers have the far superior roster. And they might even, and I know this is going to be sacrilege because of all the Mac Jones love out there. They might have the better quarterback. I don't know that Mac Jones is the savior in New England. He had a stretcher in the middle of last season where he was pretty good. He didn't play well down the stretch. He hit the rookie wall, and I don't know that his upside is all that great. The Eagles, quarterback issue. Dolphins, quarterback issue. If you match the Dolphins' defense against the Steelers' defense, I'll take the Steelers' defense all day long. Same thing with the Eagles. And I'm not saying those teams are bad but i think the steelers have more star power on defense. do we think that the, the suddenly the the uh or the, the the dolphins offense is is all of a sudden going to be great because they got Tyreek Hill? i don't know about that. i just think the steelers are being undersold right now. when you look at this. so go get your bet in now. i'm just uh you know there's there's still draft stuff to do and you, and you trust that the, you know the steelers will will add to that in the draft. um you know if you look at the rest of the division Cincinnati right now is at 10 wins. Baltimore is at nine and a half. And then Cleveland is not listed because Vegas doesn't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson or more importantly, Vegas knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is getting suspended folks. They should have on there. How many games will Deshaun Watson? What's the over under on games played by Deshaun Watson in 2022? And in that case, I might take under seven and a half or over seven. Because I don't think he's I think the league's going to come down hard. on him. I'll hear more about that this weekend uh, when I'm down in West Palm Beach. We'll see what uh, what's kicking around down there, because I'm sure that's going to be a hot topic. At the league meetings, there's not a doubt in my mind, because there are a lot of people from what I'm hearing around the league. Who aren't all that happy that Cleveland went out and not only. Gave Deshaun Watson a bunch of money, but then put that little clause in or made his, his base salary in 2022 just over a million dollars. So if he is suspended, it doesn't cost him a bunch of money. The league's not happy about that. And so I expect them to come down hard on Deshaun Watson for what happened there. And maybe the Browns could be could be playing this whole season. With Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, and then, boy, then you're putting their victory total, um, you know, somewhere around six and a half, because they weren't a good team last year. You put Jacoby Brissett behind that with with all the losses that they've had. The defensive the defense isn't going to be as good uh, the, right now. The only receiver they have is Amari Cooper. I don't know how they're a better team. They're only a better team if they have Deshaun Watson for 17 games. In 2022, and that's not going to be the case. So we'll see. It's all interesting. It's all kind of, you know, happening here. And we get the draft in another month. As uh, as we get into, uh, uh, then we'll head into OTAs and mini camps and training camps, and it, it, it'll be time to start the season again. There's no rest for the weary in the NFL. There's always something to talk about. The league does a great job of making sure that happens. Um, they have spaced this thing out that uh, they know exactly how to keep everybody's attention and hopefully I've kept yours I'm Dale Lolly. hey I thank uh, thank you for listening to this edition of the Dale Lolly Show here on the DKPittsburghSports.com podcast network, I'll be back next week, I'll let you know what I hear down at those meetings in West Palm Beach we'll start uh, getting more into the draft here as it gets closer and closer we'll be in April when I talk to you next week You'll want to miss that. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Dale Lolly Show on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast.